Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm Derek Sassman. Of course, the Disney dentist is with us. And Doug, I just got back from our week-long, little over a week-long Disney vacation. It's hard to get back. So today's show uh, is a lot of my trip report. We're going to talk a lot of Disney news. But I'm I'm giving the hosting duties off to you. So here you go, Doug. I am just going to pass these right along and let you take over while I uh, kind of finish my vacation high getting back into the real world. Excellent. Well, I'm ready to ask you a bunch of questions. So, But while you were gone, it seemed like the Walt Disney Company decided to announce everything about the next couple years. It was amazing. My phone, not only was I getting texts from you and some other friends, I mean, Facebook, Twitter, the web, it's just, it seems like every day another announcement comes out almost to where I'm like, okay, can we take a break for a day so I can get caught up? Yeah, they have the share. Not only do I have to get caught up on real world work, I have to get caught up on all my Disney gossip as well. The the Disney gossip's the important stuff. Just put the other stuff on the back burner. So they have the shareholder meetings, and that's where a lot got announced, and then that spurred into other announcements down the line so let's just get started the most recent news here um coronado springs is getting a big expansion they're building a 15-story tower increasing with 500 rooms they're adding things like club level and concierge service to a moderate resort so that's that's pretty big and caribbean beach another moderate resort they uh all they announced so far even though there's rumors of more to come than this is just basically they're redoing the town center area they're adding a waterfront restaurant and kind of remaking that so i think that they're going to have check-in check-out all that bell services everything in one centralized location so that they can get rid of the customs house to set it up for future expansion so thoughts on a 15-story building coming to coronado springs derek well i think uh both those resorts do need uh, a little bit of updating a little bit of expanding i think that would be a good thing uh especially with the popularity of the moderate resorts right now and uh, sometimes they're a little bit harder to get into. I've not stayed at Coronado. I've been there, so I can see where they do need to add on. But, uh, no, I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, people are staying on property. They need to make uh, – it seems like every year they're adding something to a resort. So they need to keep building because people are keep mm-hmm. staying. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I got nothing wrong with it. I think they're going to add DVC to Caribbean Beach, though. I think once they redo the Customs House move – because right now, Caribbean Beach is a disjointed kind of mess. You check in at one place, you got to get in a golf cart or a van to get to your room. And then if you want to go get your refillable mug, that first you got to walk to a different place. Where at like um, Port Orleans, it's all in one building at Riverside. You know, it's all centrally located. Uh, Caribbean Beach has kind of amenities flung across the property. So they're going to bring it together. And then I think once they're done with that, then they get the bulldozers out. 
and they bulldoze some stuff, and then they're going to build another probably 15-story tower. That seems like the popular number. I think that has something to do with flight lines with an airport is why they don't get any taller than that. But, uh, yeah, so there's the first news item. The next big one kind of ties into that, and this one's a little more unexpected than a new hotel. A gondola service at Walt Disney World. So this would be a gondola basically connecting from the International Gateway, so near Beach Club Boardwalk, um, over to a stop at Caribbean Beach and a it's kind of a central hub then that goes over to Hollywood Studios and another line coming from Pop Century Art of Animation. And so you could get to Epcot and Hollywood Studios with a gondola from Pop Century and Art of Animation, Caribbean Beach, Beach Club Boardwalk, those sort of places. Um, did you see that coming? I, I, I didn't see it coming. I've seen no, the blueprints. I, uh, I've read the rumors. Is it going to be faster, more efficient than the bus service? You know, uh, yeah. It, it, I, I don't mean, know. It's one of those things that, yeah, I would love to try, but if it's slower than me getting on a bus and going right over to the park or to the resort, why would I jump on a gondola? Yeah, I don't, and, and it's ter- I don't know. Yeah, gondolas, I mean, you know, ski, how big are these going to be? Are they going to be like the ski gondolas, or are they going to be what we have at our local zoo gondolas? So, so the, the company they're rumored to be working with uh, built the one that's in London that is part of their tube system. So you can fly over London, um, and it supposedly moves about 4,000 people an hour. I think, or so. I I don't know if that's a lot or not compared to the buses. I do know that the streets uh, with Caribbean Beach leads on to, all those Epcot area resorts lead on to, Hollywood Studios dumps on to, is really congested. So I think part of it's trying to alleviate Mm. some bus traffic. Um, There's a lot of construction going down uh, this last week when we were there. I was a lot of road stuff going on. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you got to alleviate that traffic. They're building a bus only lane there. I've seen that, and that I think that's a great idea. I think they do that, and if I, I've heard rumors that their uh, you know electric buses might come someday, uh, whenever maybe Tomorrowland Speedway gets that too. But still, you, you, transportation stuff coming up. Yeah, so there's gondolas. Look for that. Um, hopefully, they can run in lightning because that happens in Florida. So I don't know. You could be waiting for one, and then storm rolls in. Okay, let's move on. We got some character news. I'm going to run through three different things here before we get your your take. Um, starting this spring, a uh, date unannounced, but I'd say in the next two months, BB-8 is going to start meeting at the launch bay. There's some construction walls up in the launch bay. Nobody's known what those are for. Now we know. That was just announced uh, literally this evening, right, as we're recording this. Now, now is he going to take over Chewbacca or Kylo Ren? Nope. No, nope. be a third one. A there third meet, yeah, just what that's I, exactly what the doctor ordered there. Speaking of a doctor, Doc McStuffins is meeting at Animal Kingdom, replacing Chip and Dale at the uh, affection station back where you you take the train back to that one area nobody goes to. So that's where you find Doc McStuffins, and Star Lord will start meeting within the next two months uh, at Hollywood Studios. So Peter Quill coming to the theme parks. I think that's about time. I would imagine he'll be in place. By the release of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, so very, there's your very familiar characters. thing. I mean, they did the same thing with Doctor Strange. Every Pirates movie gets some characters out there. It's 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 you know the new normal for whatever big movies coming out to, to bring that character in. Uh, even you guys met Anna and Elsa even before Frozen came out. Mm-hmm. So we did. 
and you know that it's good when they get them out there in advance and uh sometimes disney is really slow to respond like why can't we meet miles from tomorrowland still baffles me so sometimes they do great other times they just it's like they're disconnected to their their audience but uh there's our character move uh news let's do a little cruise line news that was released the disney dream is getting beauty and the beast it will replace villains tonight um starting in november any thoughts about that well, I just saw Villains, and we'll probably talk about this more in my, my cruise review here in a few minutes. Um, but I, I understand why Villains has been around for a little bit. Beauty and the Beast is going to, again, be a very hot property with, of course, the movie coming out in about one month from today. Uh, and, you know, Emma Watson, if it, if it blows up like a lot of people are predicting, I think you're going to see a lot more Belle at the park, not just uh, not just on the cruise ship you'll see a, a lot more beauty and the beast They're kind of like frozen took over i think beauty and the beast will have its second run and i think that's what they're kind of hoping now that they all of the princess movies are coming back yeah the i the only thing i don't like about it is it's replacing villains which is a unique story um it's unique only to the dream um they could have replaced a show that is maybe on more than one ship um just to keep the unique one to the dream grant this will be unique to the dream as well now all four ships in the fleet have a retelling the dream will have beauty and the beast the magic has tangled, tangled. wonder has frozen and the uh, fantasy has aladdin um so we'll see how uh how it plays out but they all have the retelling the retellings are kind of my least favorite because i feel like i've already seen it mm -hmm. but tangled was really good they added some new songs to tangled and the plot was had a few little extra and you know changes so we'll see what they do song wise um to this but uh that'll be worth keeping an eye on um my kids voted that we should go on the dream prior to villains leaving but it's just not in the cards guys so well, that's why uh, that's why i went for you guys and we'll talk about there that in you a go. Minute. yeah all right big news now affecting the parks this is this is a big one lots of people were crying on twitter and facebook i was not Wishes will be replaced by Happily Ever After. Uh, May 11th is your last chance to see Wishes. May 12th, your first chance to see Happily Ever After. So, Wishes going away, and we're getting something new with new orchestra soundtrack, everything. So, they're, they're not just replacing it with something halfway done. It looks like they are really been working on this. Um, Wishes, just so everybody knows, would be a 13-year-old now. So it's not exactly the new kid on the block. Either, no, so. you know what? And I just watched it, and and honestly, it's it's just fireworks. You know, there's yeah. there's nothing really. I mean, Tinkerbell does make an appearance, and uh, I've seen it before, and I feel like it's run its course. Um, I I miss having the video and the imagery on the castle. Uh, sounds like they want to do some really cool things with Happily Ever After. So I'm excited to see what the new new thing is. I mean, five minutes into that fireworks show, and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. You know, ready for the finale. Give me all the big loud yep. ones. Yeah. And just for everybody that's worried, Hollow Wishes and the Holiday Wishes will continue. And Tinkerbell is still guaranteed to yep. make her I flight. saw that, and so, I was glad. That Tinkerbell that, thing, that's pretty cool, you know, how her going yeah. down. I've seen that multiple times, and it, it always impresses me. What well, I mean, one, it takes a lot of uh, guts to do that. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad they're keeping that in the show. All right. 
Moving on, other nighttime entertainment announcements. Rivers of Light, it starts today. Finally. Yeah, they had a soft opening. I know you text me if we were going to go to the soft opening, you know, when we were there, you know, we weren't going to park hop back to Animal for the nighttime show. Uh, But I'm excited because, you know, the rumor is you and I are going to go check it out here Mm -hmm. in a couple months. We'll check it out. We'll let everybody know how it is. And uh, so far, so good. It's getting decent reviews. I don't think it's... uh, overwhelming i don't think it's underwhelming which i was kind of worried it'd be underwhelming mm-hmm. after their jungle book fiasco but uh so i'd recommend a fast pass um i would probably the way to attack rivers of light be either get a dining um package or a fast pass especially this summer through the end of the summer um with it being new lots of people want to go to it um so get evening fast passes for animal kingdom and rope drop somewhere else so i'm, I'm just really hoping that this helps make animal kingdom a full day park you now have something at night that will keep people there well our next bit of news is the opening date for pandora and that is may 27th so along those lines of a full day park we'll see uh, we're getting a couple attractions and some dining options and some shops another so, thing that we're going to check out hopefully here in a few months we'll talk more about yeah. on the show yeah uh, that i so, really in all honestly i'm really hoping Disney has taken a, a playbook from Universal, Diagon Alley, and just really gone gone to the nines with this. And just, I think they have. I, I, want, I want to be impressed. Uh, you know, I got to see some of it when we were out there, the floating rocks. It's really cool. Uh, you know, hearing some of the people talk about it, it just sounds cool. My expectations are already pretty high, so hopefully my expectations are met uh, when we check it out. All right, and on that same day, May 27th, on the West Coast, the Guardians of Galaxy attraction opens, replacing Tower of Terror. Um, how are your feelings about that, Derek? I'm I'm still not happy about it, but I've been reading some of the comments about how they want to do like that Marvel area uh, and some rumors that are floating about. Mm-hmm. So I have hope that if they really do it well, that... I will be okay with it in the long run. Now, just Tower of Terror is very nostalgic for me, a ride that I loved as a, uh, a kid. And so, if done right, I'm all for it. I understand. Walt said the parks are continue to change. And so, I'm hoping for the best. So, But I will be, I will be interested May 27th getting on the boards and reading what people think about it. Absolutely. And uh, along those lines, I know we... You'd mentioned earlier the rumors about uh, Disney Junior right there with the Marvel area, mm-hmm. like Disney Junior going away and that street becoming the Marvel area. And I said, ah, I think they're going to go to the parking lot behind it. So the rumors around Disney Junior, they are closing for an extended refurbishment coming up. But it's because they're getting rid of the puppeteers and they're going another direction with technology. I've so seen that Disney show. Disney Junior four, is safe. I've seen that show four times in the last year and a half give that or take unfortunate and i know it by heart now and i out of every show i have seen that one needs a refurbishment badly my kids though love it and all the kids love it uh oh. but as a parent i'm like yeah i need some, like miles you said it earlier something Where's they've, they have other that? disney junior properties that are really taken off uh so there's definitely some more stuff that you can add so and last but not least on that uh, park openings, they announced a date, kind of, for Star Wars 
opened simultaneously both coasts in 2019. Did they give a spring fall winter? No, none of that, but 2019. Um, so that's when we can look for star Wars. I, right. we, we're already planning a trip. Uh, you know, the month we'll give it two months and we'll be down there at least for a week long trip and planning on spending at least one full day in the studios for sure. Ah, probably two. Just yeah, say two. no, it, uh, one full land. day. Oh, yeah, because you got Toy Story. You know, one full day for Star that. Wars and then one full day for Toy Story and the rest of the park. No announcement about Toy Story. So I think that might be because they're being optimistic about 2018. All right, last, absolutely last. We saved it to last. Ticket prices. They went the only direction they go, and that is up. Um, mixed feelings here. Derek, how you doing with that? You know, it's one of those things that you, it's going to happen. Disney, of course, is going to constantly raise prices every year, uh, inflation. But I felt like this year they went a little bit, a little bit higher than, than they should have, you know, going a little bit above inflation. And it, it really made me think, you know, when is it going to hit that awkward point? Who knows what our economy is going to do? But it's getting to that weird tipping point where, maybe it's not as affordable to most families. Like you have to be in the upper class region or really love Disney to be able to go. Well, I think last year they really hit that point. Actually, this is just pushing it further. So the, the shareholders meeting attendance was down, noticeably down, especially last summer. Um, no arguing. You take pictures from previous years to that year. Attendance is down. A lot of that has to do with South America's economy and Brazil, but ticket prices also play a role. And uh, while tick, while attendance was down, park revenue was up. So they're going to keep raising them until park revenue drops. They don't care about attendance. Mm-hmm. They just care about park revenue. So as long as park revenue goes up, which they just raised a Mickey bar price – so there's your increase in park revenue. It's going to continue to go up because you're raising food and beverage prices, hotel prices, souvenir prices. All that goes into it. So as long as revenue continues up, they don't care. About no, I mean, they don't. If there's 10 people in the park, but all 10 of those people are spending $10 million, yep. they're fine. You know, it, it's kind of the direction we're going with it. All right. Let's move on to the exciting part of the show. The real reason of the show today, your trip report, Derek. Yeah, we had a great trip. We do a big Disney trip every roughly February. And uh, this one, we went bigger than ever. We did the land and sea package, something that I know scares a lot of people. But we did the Disney parks, did a three-night cruise on the Disney Dream, and then did one following day at the park because why not? We're crazy people. Uh, that and ticket prices for flights were cheaper to fly out on that Tuesday than uh, Monday. So it gave us one extra full day at the parks and a little bit of a resort day. But uh, I, it was it was fun. We slept, I don't know, five, six hours a night. Uh, but it was, it was definitely worth, uh, worth every penny that we spent on it. And can't wait to talk to you a little bit more about it. I know you have a handful of questions you want to ask, so go for it. All right, well, we're going to start out with the uh, Disney parks, right? Is that what we discussed? Yeah. Start with the Disney parks. You got there. 
Where were you staying those first couple nights? We started the Art of Animation, the Aerial Room, which we're going to talk about here in an episode in a couple weeks. I know we've discussed uh, some art animation, so we'll go into detail about that resort. Um, really cool. I like you know I like all the decor uh, and you know the Magical Express, being able to put our bags uh, in in our in the airport and then they're appearing in our room. I mean that was all fantastic. We did uh, Downtown Disney. Which, if you haven't done, or Disney Springs, excuse me, yeah. if you haven't done yeah. Disney Springs in the last couple of years, you are missing out. It is starting to become kind of a half-day park in itself with all the renovations that have gone on. There's still walls up, but wow, it is it was amazing. Of course, we had to spend a million dollars at the World of Disney. Ah. Uh, have a couple, you know, we ate at T Rex Cafe. Always a fun one for my son. And uh, just a great way to get the the park trip started. We did all four parks in two days. We did Animal Kingdom, Rope Drop, Kilimanjaro Safaris, which great thing to do in the morning. Animal Kingdom, the animals were really active, got some great pictures. And then went over to Epcot. And uh, I'll kind of run through the parks pretty quick because I know we want to get to the the mm-hmm. cruise. But Epcot, uh, the big highlights, I think, one, I did Sorn finally, the new Sorn, loved it. Uh, I think my expectations were pretty low based on some reviews. I thought it was great, but I think my two biggest highlights at Epcot were eating. We did Akershes, the princess lunch, and then did uh, Sang Angle Inn for dinner, and that was some of the best carne asada I've ever had in my life. We did the Disney dining plan, and that was one day where that Disney dining plan worked perfectly for my family. Um, it just and, and Epcot, it was crazy because it was really full, and then at about 3, 4 o'clock, the park really thinned out. I don't know if all the locals just left, but we walked right on to Journey to Imagination, Spaceship Earth, Soarin'. It was just, it was weird. Uh, great t- February, always a great time to go. You know that going back into Future World in the early evening is a great idea. So many people come into the park, and those rides just get bogged down by 11. But you come back to it after dinner, and you can walk onto the seas, imagination, mission space, spaceship Earth. It's yeah, that's a great way to go. Um, so you enjoyed your meals. Um, we'll we'll talk more about meals in future episodes. Um, and did you take in illuminations that evening? I did. I hadn't seen illuminations uh, for a long time, so it was really good to be able to see. I got a fast pass. I think our fifth or sixth fast pass. Uh, got that great front row seat for it. I know, put a little live stream, tried. The Wi-Fi was not the best um, in Epcot that day. So we put a little bit on our social media. But it was fun. It, it's not my favorite of the nighttime shows. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. The music was great. The fireworks are fun. Um, and I'm glad I got to see it again. Yeah. How were your buses getting to and from um, Art of Animation for you? Oh, Art Animation, we, we, we lucked out on that. I We joke around about bus karma, but Art Animation to um, any of the parks that we went to, we got on a bus very quickly. It seemed like the, the Art Animation had a good bus route. I mean, we'd, the screens, we'd have two, three minutes tops. See, and that, uh, those Art of Animation and Pop Century, I know you were hesitant about the buses when we talked about Pop Century, but those two resorts, they got a lot of people staying there, and the buses just keep coming. They're just they're constantly circulating, so um, that's good. That's good. You had good bus karma on that. Um, then the next day, where'd you you rope dropped Animal Kingdom first day, no. second day? You yeah, second dropped. day we rope dropped Magic Kingdom. 
uh, did the Buzz Lightyear ride. I know that was one that my son really wanted to do. And then ran, literally ran right next door to uh, Space Mountain, which we did the rider swap, which was great. Uh, my wife was able to, uh, I waited for maybe 10 minutes. We got the swap. So we got both those uh, attractions done and out of the way. Um, I, w- I was impressed. It was funny because Magic Kingdom that day really had a kind of a late arrival to it. Um, we were only planning on being there for about two hours. We got seven or eight attractions done in about two and a half hours. But it was funny because as we were leaving, a mass, massive, massive amount of people were just, I, I don't know if they just all woke up late, but that's when the park started to get crowded. And that yeah. really got me excited because I knew that meant the studios might be thinning out as well. And that's kind of what happened when we got to the studios. Yeah, that's why we say to rope drop. You get so much done in those first two hours. Now, your rope drop, though, you had a little hiccup getting to it, didn't you, that day? Didn't you have a something? You, you rope drop something at the TTC? Yeah. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. yeah uh, my embarrassing moment. We lost our camera, left it at dinner at the Sang Angle Inn at Epcot. We didn't even realize it till the next morning. So uh, I ran to Epcot and then ran to the TTC and then got to Magic Kingdom even 20 minutes before rope drop. So uh, the bus system was working perfect in my favor. Yeah. But sad note, we didn't find our camera. Now we will fast forward real quick. We did get it back, so major points to Disney. Um, but uh, it just, yeah, it, it was kind of a bummer moment when uh, you knew you weren't going to have it for the parks and for the mm-hmm. cruise. And Disney Lost and Found is pretty amazing. However, there's like a purgatory that your items go into for like days. So if at first you don't find it, be persistent. Um, definitely communicate with the Lost and Found, which is at the TTC. Um, and, uh, they're really good. It's just, you know, like one staff member finds it, gives it to their manager, they give it to their manager and then it goes to another loss and found, then it gets sent like it, it, it's pretty crazy. All the steps involved in loss and found. So, um, we we got it back one hour before our flight. They called us. We didn't even go. I had gone. They're like, yeah, we don't have it. And then I was like, oh, bummer. We're going to get on our flight without it. And then after I'd gotten back to the resort to start, you know, packing, getting the baggage, it's like, hey, we got it. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I'll just run right back there. Yeah. So ended up good. But man, that that's a stressful thing for, for someone who does, you know, professional photography. That one, uh, that was stressful. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So let's back to happier notes. Um, Hollywood Studios, how was that? Well, first off, huge bonus. Uh, we ran into Ryan Wiley, uh, a you know friend from the podcast, voice actor. So that was great to see him out there. And uh, but the studios is is really one of my favorite parks. Got a lot of stuff in. I got to you know Indiana Jones. Um, got to you know meet Chewbacca, Kylo Ren. Uh, we got to do Star Tours, great movie ride, pretty much every attraction. Uh, the park was kind of, you know, thinned out. We had some really good fast passes. Uh, got to do Toy Story a couple times. But the biggest highlight from the studios is, of course, the nighttime show, uh, the Star Wars experience fireworks, and it was phenomenal. You know, Ryan Wiley, though, huge shout out to him. I know he listens. He told me the best place to get a seat we listened to him, and we we had no one in front of us. It was the best seat in the house. So thank you, Ryan. 
my kids loved it. it. You know, they're singing along. Kylo Ren, Luke Skywalker, BB-8. And, and it, the applause after that show, you know, we were at Illuminations. We were at uh, um, um, Wishes. Those applause are nothing compared to the Star Wars applause. Yeah, Star Wars. It's always going to be the winner, right? Ever um, for me. How about, how about your meals that day? Oh, at a... Yeah, um, we uh, ate at the Magic Kingdom. We did Casey's Corner, grabbed some hot dogs on the way out. Uh, something the kids were just hungry. It wasn't kind of one of those things you don't you plan on a different meal experience, but uh, you know kids wanted to eat, and so we did that. Um, the big one we did at uh, the studios was we did get the uh, Star Wars chicken and waffles, and I um, at help me out here. Backlot Express. Backlot Express, and here's the funny story about that. My chicken and waffles got stolen by a squirrel with Jedi powers. I put him down. He ran out of the bushes, uh, literally was ready to attack me. And I was like, okay, you can you can have some of it. Um, and ended up, uh, I went on uh, Aerosmith. And when I got back to the, the stroll, I, like, I tried to like clamp it and close it and put stuff on it. He destroyed our stroller. And, and I guess some of the people there were telling me all about it, like this crazy squirrel took all of your chicken and waffles. So bummed out about that, but props to the squirrel. Man. Good job. He was determined That's, to get it. He, he likes his chicken and waffles. Like, you can't blame him. So They were good. I didn't get to eat the whole thing, but what I did, uh, I enjoyed. Uh, probably one of my favorite meals just because eating those Darth Vader waffles were fun for me as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, the kid inside. Everything tastes better with Darth Vader on it. Just like everything tastes better that's Mickey-shaped. So, yep. And um, then the final place we ate was the ABC commentary, which was some of the better food that I had. Um, had a barbecue meal. My wife had uh, the salmon meal, and my kids enjoyed it. And so that that was one and, of the better meals, better than I expected for. And they brought the food to you, right? Is yes. That how that, where you sit down on the table, they've come find you. And, yep. And, cool. and, it, and, and I grabbed it and literally ran uh ran back to our seats and we ate it you know they were like 10 minutes still star wars and so we're like gobbling down our food as fast as possible uh but you know it's definitely definitely maybe it's because i was so hungry but that food definitely hit the spot awesome all right are we ready to move on to the cruise or let's do we have let's move cruise? on to the cruise i'm ready to all go right. back on the cruise that's that's the thing about the cruises you're always ready to go back. Well, I'll tell you so, what, and, and I'll even start with this. We did a three-night cruise on the Disney Dream, and you listening to this right now, hear, hear me. Three nights is not enough. I'm going to repeat that. Three nights is not enough. Four is a good start, because by the time I felt like uh, I could navigate the boat, it was time to get off. The ship, let me rephrase. I know ship. you're going to correct you go. me. Good job, Derek. Yes. Give you a little applause. So... Yeah, three nights, though, um, you know, first-time cruisers, I think if you're a little apprehensive, that's the way to go. But, yeah, it is it is not enough time. There's so much so, going And the thing about a cruise is there's so much going on uh, for every single age group that you're going to miss something, and it's going to kind of mm-hmm. bum you out. You've got to be really strategic with your time. And uh, it's just like, okay, we can either do this or that. we got to make a choice. There's no day at sea, and we don't want to give up this and to do that. And so um, a lot of that happens on a cruise. Yeah. It, there's a lot of um, – with the old navigators, there was a lot of highlighters involved. 
Mm-hmm. Now with the app, you can mark favorites and set alarms and all and kinds I, of stuff. That app was a lifesaver. Communicating with my wife, uh, being all—I mean, it texts you, "Hey, 15 minutes. This is going to start. So head there now." That navigator was was great. The app really, really is a nice addition because we cruise prior to the app and after the app, and it's really, really nice to be able to communicate with your traveling party while you're on the ship. So um, let's start with how was your uh, transfer to the port? How did that go? How long did it take? What was the whole process from uh, getting to the room to on the ship? Was it stressful? Was it easy? Well, I know a lot of people. A lot of people are apprehensive about it. You know, it does sound like a lot, but we did the simple thing, which is we got a uh, we rented a cab slash limo service that a picked happy us limo. up. Yeah, well. You know, yeah. it's it's a limo service, but same thing. Yeah. It's not like it's a big stretch it's, limo. It's a car, no. a town car picks us up, and they took us straight to the port. Took a little less than an hour, but they picked us up right at our hotel. He put the bags in the car. I got the kids in the car seat, and we left. And he dropped us off right at the port. And, li- and my favorite part was I got out of the car, and a guy at the port grabbed my bags and just took. It was like, hey, is this good? I'm like, that's great. And he took them right on the right onto the ship for me. Like I, I almost didn't touch my bags that day except for and carrying them the, to the elevator. And you got the tags on them. So he put the tags. I didn't put room. the tags you, on. You the gave guy, them to him though. Right? Yeah. He, I handed them yeah. to him. And he put them on. So that was great. I mean, the travel experience, uh, couldn't be any better. And I know, you know, spending a little bit more on a, a car service, you know, really it's pennies when you think about it, ended mm-hmm. up saving us so much time, got us on the boat a little bit on the ship a little bit sooner. <laughs> And uh, it was definitely worth doing it that way. And we'll, and that's yeah. how we'll, that's how we'll go every time. And that was a recommendation from you and Michelle. And it, it definitely was the right call. Yeah, so much more convenient than the bus. So you, you give them the bags, and then you head to the most magical way to start a vacation, in my opinion, a parking garage. No, that how was, long were you? My favorite part is I texted you, and and you text me back just so you know. It's controlled chaos. And I'm so glad that you said that. And I'm also texting Michelle during that same time. And really, we once you get through the parking garage into that uh, port area, it is controlled chaos. There's people everywhere. There's uh, kids. Uh, I wish they would have a kids area. I know they have some show, mm, TV showing yeah. some uh, Disney Junior on some old 4x3 TVs, kind of like the ones that you have stored in your basement, I know. Um <laughs> But it just you have to wait in line and then wait in another line and then you have to sit sit and wait until they start putting letting people on. And that wait with some kid I mean, kids are everywhere. So it's just like every parent's on their like, wits end, it's just like let's get on the ship. Hey, just so you know, that'll be the longest you ever wait to get on a Disney ship because next time you're a castaway member. And so you'll get on earlier if you sign up for it, if you, you check in and you get that earlier boarding time. So longest wait you'll ever have. Okay, news, well, that's right? good to know. And we will be cruising again. I mean, that was probably the only negative of the whole uh, of the experience uh, was that controlled chaos. Great quote, by the way, because that is really what it was to get onto the ship. But once we got on, you know, we were in the early start. So we we're one of the first people on. And, you know, you gave me kind of a list and order of things to do. I kind of went out of order. We went right to the Oceaneers Club and Lab because we wanted to check that out with our kids. Were you guys pretty much the only ones in there at that time? We were the very first. Uh, We went about five minutes before the allotted time. 
because we couldn't figure out the ship. And uh, they're just like, yeah, yeah, come on in early. And it was it was magical, one, because I got to pilot the Millennium Falcon with my son. And two, it was great that we could help our kids get excited about the Oceaneers Club and Lab. Mm. And that, that kind of set them on a journey that where it's like they didn't even want to hang out with mom and dad. They We yeah. could have left them down in those clubs for 12 hours, and they would have not been bothered one bit. I mean, at one point, we picked up our kids, and I was like, hey, what did you guys do? And my daughter's like, you won't believe this. Peter Pan came down, and we did an adventure with Peter Pan. Peter Pan! And I was just like, ah, that is so cool. That is what really sets Disney apart. And if you're a parent, the one question we got from friends and family were, why would you do a cruise with your kids? And the reason why is because your kids are going to be in that play area. They have things for kids 24-7. We got to have some date nights on a ship. Yeah. And there's family activities, too, that you get quality time with your kids, too. We we did family karaoke, a huge hit. Uh, We did some family dance parties. We had a lot. We did a scavenger hunt that my kids really loved. We had a lot of fun with our kids. Awesome. So where'd you grab lunch that day? We went to Cabanas up to the uh, kind of the big uh, buffet style up in mm-hmm. deck 11 by the pool and stuff. Uh, it sat right by the pool. Uh, I know my wife got a big platter of shrimp. I got a little bit of everything. Uh, the, the, the funny thing is they're passing out drinks left and right. They are not free drinks. No, you know they're no, they coming. Are they're handing you a drink, and you're you're like, oh, thank you. Oh, I just paid ten dollars for this drink. Uh, uh-huh. So just a warning. They're they're not free. Um, but w- I mean, you, that's a you great did way find to start. the free drinks though. What right? you you found the free drinks though, right? The the soda. Oh the, yeah, yeah. I yeah. found those. Okay. I'm talking about the adult beverages the, that. Yeah. I, I swear. Right when we got up to deck eleven, uh, they were just like trying to forcefully on, make yeah. you drink. Um, which was funny because it felt like the first day was the only time they ever really pushed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pushed the package a lot the first day, and then they don't they leave you alone after mm-hmm. that. They, I think they figure out who their drinkers are, yep. and they'll find you if you want a drink. They know who you are. I think is the way it works. And otherwise, they they leave us alone pretty well. Uh, the first day we, you know, no, no, thank you, no, no. Michelle usually gets a drink on Castaway, but other than that, we're we're good. But yeah, they. If you need a drink, there'll be one in your hands, especially yep, it, for that sailaway party. It was the magic, I guess, of Disney. Um, and that sailaway party was a lot of fun, you know, having Mickey and the gang and and just – that is probably one of the best ways to start a vacation, you know. Mm-hmm. Great music, families all dancing, Mickey's there, uh, everyone's just having it's, – it's a cruise. Everyone's there to have a good time. No one's in a bad mood. Uh, some of the kids are, you know, just – playing you can throw your kids in the oceaneers club if you want but that was probably one of the the coolest things the whole sail away party yeah i like how the sail away party kind of resets the tone mm-hmm. of the whole cruise after the muster drill because you got to go be serious for like 15 minutes it is and so, i've been on cruises yeah. before so i i know the muster drill my kids were not they did not want. I mean, you just see all these cool things, and then you have to sit in this muster drill for a little while. Where so. were you at for yours? Where Where did you muster? The uh, the down in the club. Um, uh, oh, so we were inside. The, the evolution. Uh, evolution. There you go. Oh, yep. that's nice. Uh, that's way better than standing out on the walking track. They make you stand in like an, a row mm-hmm. from shortest to tallest. So you would have Declan having to stand out there in front. And they, and they keep saying like, "Stand still, buddy. Hey, buddy, stand." Like, yeah, 
kids want nothing to do with that. So that's really nice. You got to muster inside and possibly have a seat and air conditioning if it's real hot. So, all right. So sail away. Um, then you, you were in your stateroom. How was that? How was the accommodations? Was it what you expected? Yeah, it was definitely what I expected. Uh, we had a, a guy named Troy who was wonderful. He, um, I mean, not only cleaned our room, both my kids brought a stuffed animal with them. So they kind of got their own special treatment with chocolates and put on the bed. And um, I thought it was really neat that I, I couldn't figure out how the bunk beds worked. And I asked him, he's like, oh, no, 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 I do that. So mm-hmm. when we were at, you know, when we were at the, uh, at, uh, dinner. Di- it wasn't even dinner. I think dinner. it was at the show, maybe dinner. Oh. That's when they came back and put the bunk beds and everything yeah. down. And, uh, I thought that was really neat, really cool. Um, and, and my kids loved it too. Cause now they have bunk beds and uh-huh. I was just impressed with the room service altogether. It seemed like my bed was always made. The one joke that they made was, uh, you know, a guy goes to the bathroom and he comes back and his bed was made. He's like, how do you keep doing that? Um, and then yeah. they always do, of course, the fun uh, animals out of the towels. We got a monkey and a frog and a dog. So my kids always looking forward to see what we got when we got back into the room. Uh, but the room service was phenomenal. I, I There was nothing wrong with it at all. Nothing negative I could ever what say kind of, What kind of room were you in? Inside stateroom. Uh, and and I'll tell you, do. I'll tell you the best thing about that is um, we didn't have a window to the outside, which is a bummer. But what Disney does is they have these kind of fake ports that have a little monitor in them, so you can see the outside through kind of an LED screen. But every 15 minutes, an animation or of a character will pop up. So my kids would literally sit on the bed and wait, and <laughs> wait until uh, a new character popped up. You have that at home. Now you can get them to sit there and wait and wait and wait and never move. Yeah, and, and it was funny because I asked Olivia even before we started recording tonight. I was like, what was your favorite part? And she goes, make sure you mention the cool characters that came in that secret <laughs> window. So there you go. My awesome. daughter gets her, her shout out for that. Uh, but yeah, it was amazing. They could just sit there and wait. Who's going to come next? All right. So how about dinner that night? And uh, let's just do dinner every night here. Let's Let's run through your three main dining halls. How were they? What did you enjoy? What did you not like? How was your servers? Give us the rundown. Well, we had a really great service team. And the cool thing about Disney is it's rotational dining. So our same servers were with us all three nights. Uh, We started at the Enchanted Garden. Um, I had a really good piece of prime rib. My wife and I both got that. Uh, The fun thing was my kids were making a joke about cucumbers. And one of the servers, hey, the cucumber kids. And he went and got them some cucumbers. So every night for at the next two meals, they're like, hey, the cucumber kids. And they'd bring them cucumbers. And my kids loved it. Um, And and that's just like the special thing with Disney is that with that rotational dining, they get to know you, what you like. You know, the ketchup. They always made the ketchup in the shape of a Mickey. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just fun little things like that. Uh, Our second night, we did the Royal Palace. Great French food. Some of the best uh, French onion soup I've had since being in France. Also got a filet mignon. I ate a lot of red meat on this trip because I can and I'm a Midwest boy. Um, And theming was really fun. Very princessy based off Cinderella's Castle. Uh, The final night, I was happy for it. So the one I was looking forward to the most was Animator's uh, Palette. And that's where... It's really cool. It's it's if you've done Turtle Talk with Crush, 
It's kind of like that going on. My kids were completely entertained by what characters were popping up in, in kind of the uh, paintings that were, you know, giant TV screens, basically. Uh, the food was kind of a miss that night. I think I got the wrong thing on the menu. Got a chicken dish. I switched it up from the red meat for once. Never uh, switched that I, I know. Up, yeah. I should never do that. I should stick with my gut. But I think by that time, I'd had a, I had enough of it, and I just need something different. Um but, you know, the service was really awesome. Uh, you know, desserts. I Let me tell you, I'll tell you what I left on the cruise ship. I left my six-pack on the cruise ship because <laughs> I easily put on 10 pounds with all the food. I mean, these desserts were probably a 1,000 calories a smell. Oh, yeah, they're not barely rich at all, the, are the they? The best they're... chocolate mousse I've had, the best uh -huh. cheesecake I've had. I It was just, I, I couldn't believe. It's hard for me to go back to because i i cook it's hard to me to go back to my cooking after being on a cruise it's really difficult to eat after a cruise it's an understatement especially when like after our last cruise our first meal was at wendy's like it's just not good at all so how about your lunches um throughout the the voyage where all did you eat lunch uh, except mo castaway we'll yeah talk castaway about is different castaway uh, we are uh, not um yeah cabanas Upstairs, we, we did that uh, for lunch. Um, no, in one lunch, we did the uh, on the other side, kind of the radiator area. We got a the burger flows, and some fruit. Yeah, yeah flows. Uh, that lunch was a little bit of a miss, but the funny thing is I stumbled upon the other side in Cabanas. They had this sushi thing going on, and mm -hmm. so my wife was taking a nap. My kids were in the play area. I mowed down a bunch of sushi. I was like, hey, I don't even know if anyone else on the ship knows about this going on right now. But here I am, nom nom sushi. So it's funny. Right. You never know. Like after after the Pirates um, Pirates Night at 11.30 at night, uh, Cabanas opens up to this huge taco bar. And I'm like, it's 11.30 at yeah, night. Yeah, that's my I'm favorite buffet hungry. ever. No, I, like, I can't the, eat that late at night. It's build your own crepes with I. 20 different options to put on them it looked you gotta amazing. force yourself the eat. whole place was completely packed with people and i'm like who can eat this late at night without feeling I, sick well see i planned on it so I, yeah I'm i didn't know about it i coordinate like that dinner the waiters if you don't eat your food there they're like oh is everything okay do you need something else i'm like no i'm saving room for the buffet later and they're like oh well this food is much better like yeah i'm not arguing this food is much better but the pirate buffet that's filling Let's let's save some room from tacos and some crepes because that's what pirates eat, evidently. Uh, All right. So Nassau, what did you guys do in your stop on that at Nassau? We got off the ship, looked at Nassau, took a couple pictures of the Atlantis Resort, and got back on the ship. Uh, we didn't really. My kids are a little too young for any of the excursions, and because it was a three-night cruise, we wanted to have a ship day. There's so much going on. Uh, that's when my kids could do all the fun things with Peter Pan and Hook, and and so we really wanted to uh, get them on, and, and you know that that was uh, we had a, that was probably the greatest experiences because a lot of people were in the Bahamas, so we got a little bit more of the open pool. Uh, the cool mm -hmm. thing that my wife and I did, we we did do the aqua dunk. Um, awesome. And and that was a lot of fun. The uh, the coaster, the water coaster at sea. So there's were, basically no line. Were either of your kids tall enough for the aqueduct? No, no, no. Neither oh, one. Man. My kids are okay. And I'll even go back uh, to the parks. My daughter, by our doctor, is forty inches. 
but by Disney Parks, she is 39 and a half. So I don't know if she's 39 or 40. Like, I, I have no she's idea. She's wearing, here's the funny thing. She's wearing shoes at the parks, and like, there's like, nope, she's 39 inches. I'm like, our doctor just said she's 40 inches. Like, I, I uh, don't know. I'm again, next time I go to the parks, I'm bringing a tape measure with me to see who's right and who's wrong on these things. So no aqueduct for them, but you guys enjoy it? I did. It was, uh, we were dry, so the the water was really cold, so you kind of get oh, a cold yeah. butt on it. Uh, but it was fun. I'm glad we did it. We only did it the one time. You know, no reason for me to go back. I can see why kids, though, just keep going over and over. Um, that was a good time. We left our kids down in the Oceaneers Club for quite a while, and I I explored the boat. My wife took a nap, and, and I, I just walked around. I found where everything was. That's always fun to do, especially on your first cruise. Now if you go on the Fantasy – it's basically all the same. There's a few little changes, but you're pretty well set. You'll walk on already knowing where everything's at. Well, our goal so, is to um, do the magic or the wonder next, mostly because of the Marvel anime or Marvel Academy that they have, the Avengers Academy for oh, kids. I yeah. think that'd be a lot that of fun, is, though, though nothing might be able to beat the Millennium Falcon. I mean, yeah, I put a video online. That was legit full-on Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's pretty pretty good it's tough to beat that so um all right we discussed uh, your day at sea which was really nassau which is a great way to attack nassau mm-hmm. on those short cruises uh, we've talked about lunches you went to the pool all right let's go uh the shows in the evening you have three different shows did mm-hmm. you make them to all the shows yep we did all three shows the first night golden mickey's a lot of the familiar songs that you know really fun my kids definitely enjoyed it my son did fall asleep during it uh, it the, is late and after is. a long day. I will mm-hmm. say that for a three-year-old, yeah. the The second night was Villains, probably the show I was most looking forward to, and we had a good idea. We put our kids in the Oceaneers Club. Glad we did. It was a little bit darker tone, uh, some scary elements. I don't think my kids would have liked it as much. I laughed hysterically because Hades was hilarious. A lot of yeah. uh, culture references to what's going on nowadays and political jokes and stuff like that. Uh, it was a good show. Uh, it's going away. I can understand why. It was the least filled show out of the three. Uh, it's and, also pirate night too, right? Yep. When you saw it. So that, I think, really, it's a busy night because mm-hmm. you got the pirate deck show, then you got that show, and then you get back to the deck for fireworks. And, well, and even yeah. the fireworks had a whole show with uh, Jack Sparrow to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's no shortage of stuff that night, so... I don't I think, think I went to bed till midnight. Tough. It was just, and I don't like to go to bed late, but there's just something going on. And the pirate night, just so you know, on a four night or longer, they don't have a regular stage show. Okay. That's where they have a variety act. So that affects the attendance, I think, of villains on those three nights. But it's possible they could say that, like, oh, look, nobody's going to villains. Let's switch it up. I think well, that's a good point. And the best show that we saw that I didn't even, I didn't know anything about was Believe. And, I mean, all the feels, great show. They had some special effects that completely mm-hmm. blew my mind. Still don't know how they were done. And it just, it was. I know it's an award-winning show. It was fantastic. I don't even want to give any of the plot away because if you have an opportunity to see it, mm-hmm. go see it. Yeah, it's a whole, um, it's a good one. I did mention the earworm in that you come out singing like, hey, get this, figure this, and uh, what makes the garden grow. Because our kids still sing that now, so but, uh, it's a it's a really good one. Um, 
I think, yeah, it's one of my favorites, too. I do like villains a little more. I'm a villains guy. I think Hades is a little over the top. So Oh, he was That's great. awesome. That's awesome you made it all three shows. Did you go to any of the adult-only stuff? Uh, we 80s? listened to some music. That was a, that was about it. We checked out, you know, the club and, uh, but no, we we really didn't have time for, but you know, we, we yep. want to get our kids to bed and I think next time our kids will be a little bit older. They can stay up a little bit later. We'll take advantage of that definitely mm-hmm. for uh, more. Uh, we did a lot in the D Lounge, which is kind of the family club. Yeah, did karaoke, scavenger hunts, a uh, da- couple dance parties. One on on Pirates Night, they had a Sophia and Jake. So the wow. Disney Junior Pals came out and danced with our That's kids. Cool. Huge highlight for both of them. They loved that. So we we did. We spent a lot more time in the D Lounge. Yeah, the D Lounge is kind of like the hub for us as well and uh one thing we've noticed on like our longer cruises is kind of the same families that frequent those activities in the d lounge so you actually get to know them pretty well over a seven night cruise three nights like at the time it's just not enough time to make um you know best friends forever in the d lounge but uh all right so let's well, move we, on. Can, we can go back to the pirate show because yeah. that was that was amazing uh, I didn't know what to expect. the The, the pirate, you know, party, uh, great. They had, you know, the you know your usual uh, Mickey and Minnie and stuff like that. So yeah, I was I was a little underwhelmed with that. Uh, but the fire, I thought the fireworks were just fireworks. I didn't know a whole show was uh, behind it. But you have Jack Sparrow getting shot at, repelling, sword fight. Uh, and and then going, I mean, the the great music of the Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. in there, uh, going into this fireworks show, it was phenomenal. That was definitely a highlight for the whole family. How cool that all was. Which deck did you watch from? Eleven or eleven? 12? Eleven. So yep. you're on the main pool deck. Were you pretty close to the stage, or were you back a ways? No, uh, we're we're back a little ways. Uh, we got space. there a little bit later than I think. I didn't realize people kind of camped out for that. Well, one. if you go to Villains tonight, you're not going to get front yeah, row. Yeah, and we did Villains. So. Yeah, so that's that's the problem is you did Villains. You, you have to give up ideal space for the, the fireworks. You can't do it all. But the fireworks, you know, as long as you're not standing underneath them, there's a lot of good places to watch from. We're deck 12 people. We like to watch from up above. Um, I don't know why. We just are. So, deck 11, good job. Glad it worked. Um, the kids like the fireworks? Of course. Oh, yeah, they loved it. Uh, Declan, yeah. of course, fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> all the fireworks going off, he was out cold. I had to carry him. The hardest part was I had to carry him all the way down. He was just, like, completely dead weight carried, and all the other parents were kind of joking around with me about it on the elevator. Yeah. Were you, for the most part, through the three days, were you stairs people or elevator people? I was more. I was more stairs uh, but no, you, you take the elevator. Pet peeve, when people take the elevator one floor. Oh, well, I I mean. It happened between able... three and four because you have kind of that main uh, atrium, yeah. third floor where all the restaurants really... are. And then you have fourth floor, uh, you know, a couple mm-hmm. other, you know, up there. People who just want to meet, you know, Mickey's always that fourth floor character. It's like, yeah, I'll just go up from three to four. There are steps. There are multiple steps you could take. Lots of ways to get there. I mean, if you're able-bodied, um, I do the stairs a ton. We're, we're stair people. It's it's quick, but we'll take the elevator where, where you need to. Um, yeah, okay. That was just a curiosity question. All right, let's move on to Castaway Key. 
How was Castaway? How'd your morning start? Well, um, first thing was I got off the ship and did the Castaway Key 5K. So I started with a little run. Uh, I debated doing it. Uh, my foot was hurting. You know, when you do four parks in two days, my foot was actually hurting. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I didn't think I was going to do it. And then I woke up. My wife and kids were out cold. I was kind of bored. I was like, eh, let's just, what the heck, we'll take it slow. I ended up getting a PR. Um, nice. Which I wasn't, I was just running by a couple other people and didn't even realize uh, I ran it in 26 minutes. And I was like, oh, I was four minutes faster than I was planning on running it, but I wasn't wearing my Apple Watch or anything. I just kind of took it as is, beautiful out. Uh, you kind of get lost in the, the scenery and and the heat and it was not heat but it was just nice it was just when you come from good. you know a cold climate and you're running in this beautiful weather you just kind of go at the pace and so no that was a lot of fun i definitely picked up a pin you know to say that i did it and got the uh nice. got the nice little medal and so that'll keep be a keepsake uh, just happy i was able to do my first run disney event yeah i uh, got back on the ship perfect timing because i was right my kids uh, i think were so exhausted from the day before that they slept in so we got to have breakfast together and then kind of got a later start on to castaway key but i think it was the perfect start because we got there with characters like daisy and jack sparrow uh were right there right when you got off the ship and we were able to you know knock both those out pretty quickly uh the jack sparrow was jack sparrow I, there are very few characters that I feel like have gone above and beyond. This guy, I, I couldn't tell him and Johnny Depp apart. It was amazing. He was phenomenal. Sure had, to get a, had to get a pick. Sure I, I, it wasn't on your it was cruise? A younger, it was a younger version. Oh, you can definitely tell time. that. Okay. But, uh, the first like, movie. It was, very, it was kind of, I was like, you are too good at this role. Um, so glad I got a, I got a separate picture with him. Uh, we'll post that uh, this week. Uh, we can do that. Um, but then we, you know, we went to the family beach, did some swimming. Uh, the only negative was it was kind of a challenge to get uh, life jackets for my kids' size since they're tiny tots, uh -huh. um, which was a little frustrating. Um, but the cast members worked with me and was able to help me out. Uh, and, you know, we did lunch at Cookies, Cookies Barbecue great food i was surprised my kids ate really well that day too sometimes they're picky eaters so everyone ate uh phenomenal we met uh, a nice other family we sat by another family ran into them a couple more times on the cruise uh definitely talked to them a lot about rope drop radio they said they were going to tune in gave them a card so if cool. that is you guys thank you for listening and um we uh finished up a little water area and a little bit more time at the at the beach and then kind of tried to be a you know kind of got a little sunsick I, I got sunburnt my wife got sunburnt and got on the ship about an hour and a half before everyone else kind of did yeah a couple hours on the beach some lunch sounds good were you able to get uh chairs when you showed up to the beach or were they all taken oh no we got for? we got chairs I, okay it, it sounds like they they now have more chairs than people they made that oh. very clear it's like don't okay. fight for chairs. We have more than we have people going. So, good deal. Good deal. Uh, definitely I definitely understand the the benefit. You know, you guys got that special cabana. I understand mm -hmm. that those those look nice having your own like private area over there. Yeah, we were never been on the beach so long because of that cabana. We we were out there the whole day. We we're on the first tram to leave by the ship and about the last tram back. So we we spent a whole day out there. How was getting on and off the ship? at castaway and the distance to the beach and 
how that I know that was a question that you or your wife had before you went and you got one answer from Michelle and a different answer from me so what was your impression of how much walking was involved on Castaway it was more walking than I expected uh a little and and honestly they didn't have the tram going at first so when I did the 5k I had to walk to the starting line well you're a runner you don't need a tram yeah I know but there's still a long walk uh and and it was a long walk back so you know I'll I'll go with Michelle it is more walking especially because when you go everyone's going in bathing suits you're not planning on changing so it is it's a little bit more walking than than one might expect uh more than I did uh I threw my sandals away uh, so uh, getting back on the ship, the last trash can, I threw them away. They, one of them was broken and I've had those sandals for about a decade. My wife has been trying to get rid of them for about a, you know, we've been together, what, eight, nine years. She's been trying to have me throw them away. So I finally threw them away. So I went back on board, um, without shoes on. <laughs> they let you on. Huh? They Shoeless did. Listen, everything. They did. So not quite as strict as McDonald's. No shoes, no shirt, no service. Disney Cruise Line lets you in. I, th- I think they understand. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, anything else? Opinion on Castaway? Thoughts on Castaway? Uh, it's it's beautiful. Um, it, yeah. You know, everyone always talks about how amazing it is, and it really did. I, it I lived mean, up just, to expectations. It, it did. It just, you know, you, you come in, the ship's coming right in there, and you're just like, wow, I'm about to spend... The whole day here and there's so many excursions that was the one thing i wish uh when my kids are older it'll be a lot more fun to do uh the snorkeling or the stingray mm-hmm. adventure glass bottom boat we guess we could have done parasailing there's so many things that we couldn't take advantage of because uh, my kids are just a pinch young but it'll be mm-hmm. fun in the future you know your i'm sure your kids are getting to the right age yeah where you can start doing more of those things we're really, I'm really looking forward to our next time. So our next time we might be at Castaway will be like March of 2018. And um, really looking forward to snorkeling because the kids should be good enough swimmers, strong enough to really handle it, do it long enough to make it worth doing. Um, you know, Castaway itself is so amazing. You don't need to, I, you don't need a lot else. Um, but the snorkeling's fun. Did you take the kids over to the club at all? Let them check that out, or did you go to the spray park? We um, did the spray park. Yeah. We skipped the club. Yeah. It was one of those things where we we mm-hmm. wanted to be a family on Castaway. Yeah. The kids wanted to be with I, us. You know, we I think we spent a good hour digging for seashells, and I have all the seashells still here. Oh, you shouldn't admit right. that in public. What? They're going to come for you. Prob- probably. I mean, yeah. U.S. Customs is snuck snuck she- seashells. They're not like big or anything. There's these little dime-sized seashells. Now I have a hundred of them in my suitcase. Oh. Uh, my kids were like, "Oh, we got to keep this one and this one and this one." Just, just for the record, that's against the rules for everybody listening. Don't be like there. Don't, don't be like, don't be like my yeah. kids sneaking these yeah. little seashells. Oh, you just threw the kids under the bus. I see how you are. Yep. They're the, they're the criminals. They can't read the signs. So, um. All right. So Castaway lived up to expectations. Food was good on Castaway. Some people say it's not that great, but I think it's it's definitely uh, just as good as Cabana's um, buffet wise. I don't think there's a big drop off on what you get on lunch. Otherwise, uh, is it Palo? No, but it's it's good. All right. So your last night, you gotta do the saddest thing: pack up the bags. They take them away. Um. So the next morning, how early did you have to be at breakfast, sir? Oh, the oh my goodness. Um I was up at about 6:30 in the morning. 
I had to take care of uh, a couple things, uh, you know, paying the bill and making sure everything was good. We got the kids up at 7.30. We got on the elevator at 7.30, and we're in our cab by before a little bit before 8. Oh, so did you go to breakfast then? Um, your, no, I grabbed, bre- I grabbed breakfast okay. for my kids. So okay, I grabbed some so you, muffins and some cereals. My wife ran up to breakfast while I got them dressed. Okay, you did were, cabanas then. Yeah, cabanas. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know we could have went to animators. Um, At like six forty-five in the morning. It just it was not going to work. My kids. We did family karaoke till like eleven thirty the night before, so it was not worth it. Okay. So you got down there, and it was basically time to get in line and get off the ship. Which was uh, again another uh, controlled chaos environment. It went quick. Uh, we did not take care of uh, advantage of the luggage service because we wanted to make sure we got off in time. Uh, so we rolled our luggage off. We won't do that next time for sure. Uh, yeah, that was wild. that was a, a swing and a miss on that one. But rather be safe than sorry. And uh, we we made our way to the park. I mean, we got in the cab and just gone. So what uh, resort did you head to? Well, first I want to talk two quick things about the dream okay. that that I wanted to make sure I mentioned that we did. Let's get them uh, in. The first one was Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Oh yeah. My kids Damn finally got to do. Both kids got to do that. My son became a knight. My daughter, uh, a princess, and that might be one of the most. And and as a parent, I was like, oh my gosh, this is an arm and a leg too much. But the smiles, how much fun they had. Their fairy godmothers were amazing. It just it was a great experience. Um, it went so much better than I expected. And my daughter even kept her hair in until almost castaway. Nice. So we did that the first night. And your stateroom was probably covered in glitter. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah. My son woke up at like, uh, I, I saw him uh, in his bed. He woke up at like 6 a.m. And he was trying to put the uh, um, stuff back in his hair. <laughs> Dragon scales is what they yeah. called it. Uh, and then scales, the other yeah. thing that we did that literally stumbled upon, I didn't even know they did this on the cruise ship, was the Jedi training trials of the temple. And so I just saw Star Wars thing, you know, it was like one thirty, two o'clock. So I bring the kids in there and, and they're just like, hey, does your daughter want to be a part of it? And I'm like, okay. So she takes off and I'm like, oh, I wonder what you, oh my, it like hit me as I sit down with, with my son. She's going to become a Jedi. And so she got to go on stage, battle Darth Vader. Uh, one of the biggest highlights for her in her whole life, and one as a parent watching this as a Star Wars fanatic, it I mean this Darth Vader was Darth Vader. He was like six foot five, full, uh, armored up, you know, breathing, and it was just like, wow, what an experience. So people who, you know, don't want to wait in line or maybe they do want to go to the studios or Disneyland, maybe can't get in, you know, you can also do it on the cruise ship. I didn't even realize that until we stumbled upon it. Yeah, so they do that on the Dream because of the uh, Star Wars and the Oceaneers uh, mm-hmm. Club. Um, and they do it on the Fantasy for the uh, Star Wars cruises. But those are the only places you find it. So that's an exclusive sort of thing you stumbled upon there, Derek. So I know. I, what, what a win. Yeah. So any other last things about the cruise? No, those were two. Where we disembark? Two, yeah. No, we, let's, let's disembark because I know we've been going a little bit longer tonight than usual. Um, we did, we, uh, we went and stayed at the contemporary, which is like a five minute walk from the park. So, uh, mm-hmm. our, you know, uh, driver dropped us off right at the contemporary. I threw my bags to, uh, the luggage guys and we walked and we got, we, we are 20 minutes late to rope drop. That's crazy. Which blows my mind really to think 
we were on a cruise ship, you know, an hour ago, and now we're here in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's kind of fun to tell people that when you're like, you were just in a hotel room an hour ago. I was on a cruise ship. Yeah, and we did. We we definitely we wore our new rope drop radio shirt, so we got a lot of questions about that and talked about the cruise. So pass out a lot of cards. Hopefully, some uh, people we ran into are listening right now. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, those shirts really definitely started a lot of conversations. So be excited to hear what happens when you wear them next time you guys go to the park. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's always fun to meet people in the parks um, and talk Disney. So uh, anything really important that you did that day, or was it just another day at the park, or what'd you do? Uh, We did almost everything. Uh, Between our two Magic Kingdom days, uh, the only ride that was not done by my family, you know, all of us put together, was the Astro Orbiter. Uh, I did miss the People Mover, but my wife and kids did that while I did uh, Space, but we did everything else, uh, Tiki Room and you know, uh, that was the last thing we did, uh, all the rides and, uh, real, I mean, we were, it got to the point where, you know, my wife, we'd get in that line. My wife would run, you know, get in the line, we'd catch up and she'd be up there. So definitely want to make sure we got everything. We, we set a new record. We did eight fast passes. That's nuts. Yeah. When we were there at Thanksgiving, we were having trouble getting a fourth fast pass. That's how busy the parks get, man. February is awesome. Um, avoid Mardi Gras on President's Day. I also feel like people don't know. Like I I was talking to people in line. They're like, wait, you can get a fourth fast pass. Yeah, I'm like, because I mean, I would boop. Is that where I would get on my phone? I was, I was literally getting on my phone as I was beeping in like up here. I am at Buzz Lightyear and I'm just, I'm figuring out my next uh, fast pass right away. And people are like, wait, what are you doing? I'm like, "Uh, another fast pass. Why, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Get it right away. So that's awesome. You got a lot of fast passes. You got a lot of tracks in. Took in Wishes one last time. Yep. How'd that go? Was that a smooth sailing viewing with two little kids? Nope. I got peed on <laughs> as I texted you. Uh, my son fell asleep, woke up, had to pee during the finale. So uh, with that many people, I couldn't get them to the bathroom. So I got peed on a little bit. Finally got him to the bathroom. Then he was mad because he missed Wishes. Um, oh. so that, that was probably the only, uh, big miss of the day, uh, what was that one? We did get the Dole Whip. So we got your Dole nice. Whip. I text you a picture of that. Always uh, to it. make you jealous. Uh, we um, we ate at, um, ate two new, uh, two kind of new restaurants. We ate at Pinocchio Village, uh, took your recommendation to watch It's a Small World. Uh, and any food after a cruise just kind of sucks. So the yeah, pizza, it really does. Yeah. Uh, and then for dinner, we did Pecos Bill, which I've done before, but not since they kind of redid it. Uh, and it was, the food was pretty good, a little overpriced. Uh, I like authentic, uh, you know, Mexican a little bit more than Tex-Mex, but it, it was, it hit, the, I think I was so hungry, it just hit the spot. Yeah, definitely not what you find on the cruise ship, though. No, not like, at all. Like, the, the mantra of you're going to eat a lot on the cruise ship is not made up for no reason. Um, you do eat. This is not all the cruise is about, as you heard. You, like thousands of things you did and could have done. Eating's just a part of it, but man, when you do eat, it's good. So coming back to the parks, a little bit of a letdown. Um, so the next day, you flew home, but you did something fun before that. Oh man! Well, we got our camera. What, what were you got we? Your camera. You went to uh, 
dine with uh, special Oh yeah, chef. I forgot. Oh man, I'm, oh, you man. know my trip better than I do. We did. We uh, went to Chef Mickey's. It's been a, a bucket list, and since we were staying at the Contemporary, it just made sense to finally do that one. Uh, it was kind of cool because a lot of the um, uh, uh, Patriots coaches were there. Yeah. So uh, the characters were interacting differently and other people were getting autographs. So that was, that was really cool. I, I saw a handful of others in the lobby uh, on the way out, but yeah, chef Mickey's, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a little overpriced for what you get, but you can knock out five characters right then and there. Mm-hmm. I got some great pictures with the kids and you know, it, it's fun. It's one of those things. I feel like every uh, Disney parent, if they have toddlers is one of those must do's at least one time. Yeah, I agree. I ate like it, three Mickey good. waffles for you. I didn't even cut them oh, with a fork. Yeah. I was just no wonder I was so syrup. full that day. So that's good. That's good. That's a good way to end a trip and um and do we, the airline we like to we like to do character dining uh, except for like Akersh's, you know, being in the like to me park time is park time. I would mm-hmm. rather do my character dining either before, like we did at Disneyland, you know, doing the breakfast, or do it after, again, like we did both at Disneyland and Disney World. That's one thing uh, we consistently seem to do is a character meal before we fly out. Oh, that's good. And how'd your uh, transition to the airport go? The best transition I've ever had. We, we dropped our, we had bellhop come get our bags. Uh, I checked into my flight right there and that's what the disney resorts do so differently is i was able to get my boarding pass uh they took my luggage i didn't see it again until we landed you know that that alone made it magical and then you just hop on the magical express and they take you uh to the airport and and one of my favorite little tidbits was the video that they showed you on the way you know to from the airports to the parks is different than the other, you know, the other, they have two mm-hmm. different videos. Like, hey, let's start planning our next year trip, yeah. uh, which was great because then my wife and I are already talking about, okay, here's next year's trip. So uh, well done, Disney, on that just little bit of detail that they do mm-hmm. uh, to really get you, you know, yeah, it's the saddest ride, but also yeah. they keep you optimistic about your next trip. Yeah, and flights home went okay. Oh yeah, we, we, made we, had a, we had a short layover good. in Chicago, about fifteen minutes. I didn't think our bag was going to make it, but it did. Uh, awesome. Kind of, you know, had it not not didn't have to run per se, but it, it wasn't it wasn't slow by any means. Uh, but the kids, yeah. you know, my kids have been on thirty plus flights, so they always fly really well. Uh, I was happy with yeah the, the traveling experience. Uh, this is probably some of the best traveling we've had, not just with air. Now I will tell you the turbulence landing was kind of crazy. Uh, a round mm. of applause uh, was made. You know, landing in Chicago, they were having a storm, so everyone started cheering. A couple of the overhead compartments actually opened up and and stuff. Oh, so is is yeah, but uh, traveling was great. I, the Magical Express. I can't speak highly enough of that. It just it's amazing. Yeah. You combine that with the airline check-in service and I mean where you can get rid of your bags at 5 a.m. and uh, if you want to go into a park, you can. You already have your boarding pass. It cuts down what you have to do at the airport. You don't have to check your bags there. I mean, it's all the major airports or airlines. It's not all of them. Like Frontier does not do that and some other airlines don't participate, but all the major ones do. It's a great great service so okay any closing thoughts general overall 
thoughts from your trip, Derek? Well, this was this was by far our biggest family vacation yet doing the land and sea. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, you should do one or the other. We successfully did them both. Uh, it was mm-hmm. crazy. I can understand why you'd want to do, you know, either all parks or all crews. Uh, in a weird way, I feel like we had more time on. I wish we had another night or two at sea. I wish we had another day or two at the parks. Uh, definitely, definitely sat. We, we only got Animal Kingdom for about two, two and a half hours. Wish we had more time there. Wish we had a little bit more time at Epcot. But all in all, great trip and just makes me excited for the next one. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear about the next one. So, And uh, future episodes, we'll break down the Contemporary Resort. We'll break down some of that dining. We're going to... You know, we didn't even touch on snacks. There'll be a whole episode about snacks coming I w- up. I will tell you the best snack credit we ever spent. And that was on day one at the Animal Kingdom. We got the uh, Venti Frappuccinos from Starbucks. <laughs> and that was just one snack credit. Those are like $7 drinks, $8 yeah. drinks in, in Animal Kingdom. And that was one snack credit. So that's the best use of a snack credit I've ever seen. And, and now that you get two snack credits with the regular dining plan... Um, you know, you get a lot more snacks. So it's I, I re- people have trouble using them. I didn't use them all. Now. I tried, yeah. and I physically didn't use them. We even had breakfast the following morning at the resort. We had breakfast and lunch, so I pretty much had three days of food, and I still didn't use all of them. Yeah, it's a lot of snacks. So well, it definitely takes some planning. It does. Pro- and I, you know, and I think next is, time we're going to plan that a little bit better. You got to start snacking as soon as you get there. That first night, you probably didn't. No, use it. well, on the first night, we actually bought a meal. So my kids were hungry. So I just went to the thing and I just paid cash, uh, some chicken and french fries. I didn't even think about using the dining plan. It didn't even dawn on me. And now I look back and I'm like, God, that was a waste of money. Yeah, your, your second time on the dining plan, it always goes much better. So. So it only improves, and then you start to outthink yourself, and then you start to do stupid stuff. That's what I did on our last trip. We'll we won't digress into that, but all right, I think uh, this wraps it up uh, for Derek's land and sea adventure on the Disney Dream and all four parks. So uh, this is Rope Drop Radio for Derek Sassman. I'm Doug McKnight. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Uh, always check out our social media and thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions, just definitely reach out to us and we'll, uh, see you next time.